Jeff, Radio Row, Phoenix, Arizona. It is did 6 a.m. in the morning. Think, did you ever think that you, when you were first becoming an NFL fan <laughs> in Ireland, did you ever think you would be on Radio Row? No. And right over there is Peter King, the legend Peter, that is Peter, Peter King. Peter King is over there. You had a beer or two with Dan Hans this last night. I'm, dro- I'm dropping names right now, but that's what happens on Radio Row because you... <laughs> The longest, the longest touchdown pass in the history of the National Football League is 99 yards, right? Mm. It's shared by a number of guys. But Gus Farratt, ex-commander's quarterback, yeah. we had a chance to talk to him yesterday, right? He's coming. He's, he's going to bring his wife over to Coffee Ireland. Coffee with Coach. That's it. Coffee with Coach. We're doing it. I mean, we're chatting to Gus yesterday. Actually, he was on. He was doing a bit of a media tour after. Um, he was on Bali Sports and stuff. I, I think a lot of people that are watching this um, won't probably ever go to Radio Row, but they've seen like, and they're like, oh, whatever, you know, the games on Sunday, and mm-hmm. it's it's pretty crazy, like, because obviously, like as Jeff said, Peter King's over there, and I'm working with Gridiron, and we're sharing a table with Talksport. We're just over there. This is the Sky Sports table. Don't tell Sky Sports. It's six in the morning. We're only joking, but seriously, don't mind. It's great to see you in person. It's great to actually do um, a show in person. I know it's one thing. If people can see the setup here, we have got a 4K camera on top of a bin. Um, and uh, it's it's good. I, it's it's been an enjoyable day so far. But uh, you, you doing well? You enjoying Phoenix? So far? I'm enjoying Phoenix. I, I, this is this is now these days because we got in here Monday, Monday mm. and Tuesday. It, you know, the, just the hardcores are here, right? But it was quiet Monday. Now, yesterday it started to ramp up a little bit. You started to see the old legends, the NFL players come around. Some of the active players come around. Alex Singleton's, who's a big friend of this show, was here. I met here. him yesterday. He yeah. was. Uh, he's very. T- he's, he's he's slimmed down a lot. He's very very tall in, in in person. Surprising build for a linebacker, especially an inside linebacker. But he's such a great athlete and such a great tackler. It's gonna be interesting whether the Browns are gonna be able to. Or excuse me, the Broncos are gonna be able to hold on to him. Alex he's going Singleton, free, Jeff, free agency. Was the, I, don't, I don't mean to butt in, but Alex Singleton has been going around for the last two days working for Special Olympics America mm-hmm. and like you know that is just unbelievable in, in its own who's the most famous person you've seen in the last two days you <laughs> right so I was going up to well I told you about the whole Pat McAfee thing I'm not, I'm not going to start talking about it in this show but I was going up to, so Pat McAfee is literally if I drop my head there's like a fan duel thing up here somewhere here there we go there so I was walking up to there yesterday Joe Montana Yep. And I'm going like Jesus. That's why I say <laughs> once you get to once you get to Wednesday, that's when the superstars come. And the closer you get to the game, the more of them you're going to see around. And you know, it's it's amazing. They will come, the entourages will be here, all the handlers, all of it. It's just a big circus and you know, people are jumping over people, elbowing guys trying to get interviews, trying to get time with people and but it's what makes Super Bowl week what it is and that's one of the things the great thing that the NFL does is it understands how to pub, you know make things public make things fan friendly the fans will actually Michael if we can show the back here there's a it's like we're in a big hockey arena I would move the camera but I'm scared of it not working again but yeah there's literally like hockey boards like you have on the yes, side at a hockey yeah. at a hockey rink and today the fans will be allowed in here, and they, they, in will, here? they will circle around in here, and they will stand and watch all of us work inside Radio How, how much are you charging for autographs then today? I'm not charging. You never. I never charge for anything. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you, 
what's fun is to interact with the fans. And we're going to bring you some of what it's like here on the street, in Radio Row, in the bars, all of it as we get closer to game time. It'll be just shots we'll send periodically. Mike is working his ever-living tail off. Here. I, I didn't, did you sleep at all last night? Four? Four hours? Maybe? Four hours. Four hours. And, and what time did we get up this morning? We got up at six to get here, obviously, because got to start work after. So, And this is this is work as well. It's good fun. Um, I, so we're going to put this out on the Friday. Okay, so NFL honors was technically last night. We're recording this on the Thursday. We're not. We'll not talk about NFL honors, but that is tonight. And uh, you can already see downtown has just been transformed into some sort of NFL honors, Eurovision type style. It, 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 it's like it's just like Eurovision. And what's amazing to me, I'm walking to the hotel or from the hotel to the media center today, which is about a seven minute walk. And there's no. It's five thirty in the morning, and there's no shuttle. So as I walk. All of a sudden, I start realizing that they have put an entire fence around this compound, and the security here is so tight. It's unbelievable. Dogs, policemen with guns. I mean, they do not mess around, which is interesting. We went to the Eagles compound yesterday, yeah. and they're out in the, in the middle of nowhere, man. Yeah, in the middle of the desert, and their, their security was so tight. Same thing. Metal detectors to get in, pat downs, dogs, the whole deal, and then you go to the Chiefs, and it's really kind of just chill. So it's different styles for different organizations, you know, here at Super Bowl week in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona, baby. Talk to me about Monday night. Opening night was a bit mad, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, so I was walking along. I was trying to interview as many players as I could. I was lucky enough to have a great camera guy. Shout out to Paul if you're watching this. And. Um, <laughs> Took a left turn. I see Sebastian Vollmer, Marcus Kuhn, and this little guy in between them, Jeff Ryan, will interview. <laughs> Man, that was great crack on Monday night, wasn't it? It was uh, for me. It was that was one of the probably the most surreal thing of the whole week because you could just walk around, talk to George Karathis, uh, Harrison Bucker, guys that weren't even on the podiums, and you could literally just like for, like here, just walk up to them and talk to them. And then there must have been like what four or five thousand people in the crowd as well oh, i think you know michael that's a that's the phoenix suns basketball arena i mean they held it in they've had a week yeah well they must have <laughs> had i would guess the numbers were more like ten thousand because between the two shows are they were in the night yeah because you know how they and, and so the so the fans get it the eagles came first right and they were up on stage and then they the guys went to their podiums the superstars and the head coach all have little risers that they go to and then there's a media pool that you know it's like a feeding frenzy at one of those and then all the other players just circulate and coaches circulate around and there were probably I would guess 2,000 media people on the floor with the players and then there was another 10,000 in the stands just watching it I mean they, they they didn't even have a hope of talking to a player but they came just to watch players be interviewed which is Bizarro, but that's just the, how much interest there is. I thought that was really. You met cool. Donna Kelsey as well. Yeah, I met Donna Kelsey. Can I she just say, is so. It was she, hard to meet her. It it looked like it wasn't. I was gonna try and get her, and then they put her on they put her on the stage a lot of the time. So fair play, mate. Well, you know, sometimes you know a blind squirrel gets an acorn. But uh, <laughs> I tell you what, she was so nice, and I told her after after we were done talking, I said I don't want to interview. I just want to visit with you, right? Mm. And. Uh, she saw, she told me some really cool stories about the boys and but what was really cool was 
at the end of the at the end of our time together, I said, you know, now I understand where your where your two boys get their personality from. Yeah. Because she is a she's a firecracker, man. She is really a neat lady. Your friend's gonna be here today. Guy you had at SMU. Yes, he Emmanuel. is. Emmanuel. Are, are you going to chop him? I hope to. You know, it, it, right now, Emmanuel is a hot guy. You know, he did. I don't know if you fans get an opportunity to see this, but if you go to ESPN, they do a series called 30 for 30. And he did a series on the first black quarterback to win a national championship in college football, a guy named Jimmy Ray, who was the quarterback at Michigan State in 1966 when they tied Notre Dame for national for the national championship. And it's a phenomenal piece, and Emmanuel did an amazing job. He's really a good, good media guy. I mean, as good a player as he was, I think he's a better media guy. The only people that aren't here, realistically, is, and we're watching it right down here right now, Good Morning Football mm-hmm. are still in New York. That's a strange one, but all good. We're, we're big fans. Um, and Colin Coward's still in LA. It's weird, because Fox have it. I, was ch- I, was, I went to the media day for Fox on... Tuesday. We are going to talk about the game, folks. We're just chat, chatting away with this. Um, what do you call him? The insider, bald. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? I've lost the guy's name. Anyway, I'll, Michael Strahan. Oh oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. A little short guy. The, the uh, I know Strahan's buddy. Um, it was a bit of a weird day. Greg Olson, man, his hair is immaculate, immaculate man. But uh, <laughs> there was no free stuff. Richard Graves kept telling me about all these bags and stuff, and I was getting excited, went up, and there wasn't even a pen, Jeff. So, I mean, Fox, if you're watching this, table 46. Uh, anyway, let's, let's talk about the game. All right. So I had this discussion, I was talking with my Irish friend yesterday, Sam Monson, mm-hmm. PFF, and we are saying about, like, you know, how much do you buy into this whole injury thing? Like, we know we're not fully fit. We know they've come out and said, you know, we're not fully fit, but... At what level do they need to be at to get going on Sunday? Because I think Mahomes can be at a worse level than Hurts. Um, I think, really, that in some cases, I, that it's a little bit overblown because it's a t- it's an easy target, right? And it is it is it is going to play into the game. But you got to remember, these guys have had the best medical treatment money can buy for the since they've been injured. So I would think you're going to see a really better Patrick Mahomes than you saw last weekend or two weeks in, two, two weekends ago in the championship round. And as far as Jalen Hurst goes, you know, obviously that, that shoulder may need to get cleaned up after the season. Yeah. But again, I don't think it's going to be a situation where it's going to hinder his game as long as neither of the two quarterbacks re-aggravates what they've got. Yeah. Did, did you get shot in the Garner Minshew on Monday night? What a character that dude is, man. He <laughs> he is a national treasure. He, I would love to have a day where you could let him and Ryan Fitzpatrick go around together, because that would be <laughs> that would be a day. And um, for me, uh, we'll we'll talk about our picks in about ten minutes, right? But for, for me, it's like the Eagles are just so good at all levels. They really, really are. But you're going up against Patrick Mahomes, Jeff. That's that's the thing. You can never write this man off. Well, I think that's that's a great point, Mike. Because in, you know, who's the great equalizer in football, right? Mm. Who's the guy that can change the narrative of a game? Right now, if you look at the two teams and you just look at the rosters and all of that, you say the Eagles are a better team. But Patrick 
particularly Patrick, can do things that other guys can't do to change the game. I mean, we talked the other night, um, and I asked one of his receivers, is there anything you have never seen him do? I, I said, he throws with his right hand, he throws with his left hand, he throws underhand, he throws, you know, hook shots, and, you know, I said, have you ever seen him throw behind his back? Mm. And he said, yes, in practice, but never in a game. He actually said that he was running a play in practice and sprinted out, and they were running a bootleg where the receiver's kind of following him, and he took the ball behind his back and threw it behind his back 30 yards on a rope right to the receiver. And I said, if he pulls that off in the Super Bowl, it will go on forever, for eternity, that play will be broadcast. I mean, the last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, there was a play that we're going to talk about forever. Mm. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, I've never heard as much. I mean, I, the real big topic this weekend here especially has been Andy Reid mm -hmm. and Nick Sirianni. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, you can't compare the both of them in the sense of Big Red's always going to win because of the experience. That going to his fourth Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, you know what? And I think that's the area that no, you know, we, that hasn't been... You know, they've kind of contrasted and compared and used the storyline about Andy, you know, at, when he came to Kansas City, let Sirianni go, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. But what I look at the matchup of the coaches, and I'm going to tell you something, this, this is really, really important for the fans to understand. When you come to a championship game and you see all of this, right? Yeah. Now, you got to understand what the players and the coaches go through because there's so much pressure on them. There's so much attention focus. There's so much about families are calling, everybody wants tickets, who's getting tickets, who's not getting tickets, where the parents go, what do you do? I mean, it is unbelievable. The, the, it, it's like, you, again, it's something that you can't describe. You have to experience it. And so- I would say for, for a UK fan, it's like the biggest FA Cup final you can get in terms of teams and you can't get a ticket. Multiply that by a, by a million for people in Ireland, it's like the All Ireland Final because you can't get tickets for anyway. Yeah, it's it's you know, and and again, every when you're one of these players, everybody who's been your friend, everybody who's in your family, everybody. Oh yeah, hitting you up. Everybody wants something. Everybody wants your time. Everybody wants your, a ticket. Everybody wants to take you to dinner, and then they go out in town, and you know the. It's hard to hide them. I mean, they're big human beings. I mean, they walk around and it's people recognize who they are. And we've had some cases in Super Bowl history where that's actually turned into a, a real negative for a team. One, one year, the Raiders are in the Super Bowl in San Diego, I think it was. One of their players goes to Tijuana and misses the game. Doesn't they, How the hell did he miss the Super Bowl? Well, he got down there and, and got involved with some stuff he shouldn't have, and the next thing you know, he goes AWOL. All right? Now, Cincinnati, when they were in the Super Bowl, they had a running back actually uh, get involved in, in some drugs, miss the Super Bowl. The Atlanta Falcons, when they are in the Super Bowl one year, when Dan Reeves was there, hmm. their free safety, Eugene Robinson, had just been chosen as the NFL Man of the Year and he gets, he gets oh, arrested for split, soliciting a prostitute the night before the game. So if you're a coach, you don't rest or you don't relax. You don't take a breath when the game comes because that's the easy part. Getting to the game is the hard part. It's funny. Um, 
do you, do you buy into this whole, you know, the Eagles have got a better wide receiver court, have got more attacking options? I mean, at the end of the day, Travis Kelsey is a hybrid WRT t- tight end. Mm-hmm. But I know the Chiefs have lost Tyreek Hill. But when you've still got MVS, I, I know you've got Juju and you've got Sky Moore, who hasn't been that great this season. Mahomes could end up throwing to a child in a Chiefs uniform and he'd get away with it. It's like, like I've heard people talk about this all week on both around here and national shows and international shows as well. It's like, I really don't think this matchup is that far off in terms of what some people are saying. You've got people, some people expecting this to be a blowout for the Eagles, man. And it's just like, I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, you've seen in the playoffs, Valdez uh, Scantling does come in a bit there. Mm-hmm. You, you need Juju to take it up a level. I mean, Juju had a great time in Pittsburgh. He's made for big moments like this. And that's where you're thinking, if you can get Mahomes to 75%, it's almost like going out of clean slating it. Well, you know, Kansas City creates all kinds of problems for you because of what you talked about first, which is Kelsey, because he's an incredibly difficult matchup for, for anybody. Yeah. If you're a linebacker, he can outrun you. If you're a DB, he can just shove you around. Um, so he's too big and strong for those guys. I, I, my, I don't worry about Kansas City's ability to move the ball because Andy will come up with with enough creative ways to get the ball to his guys. Do you think he'll run it a lot though? Like when you got when you got Pacheco and McKinnon, but then you have Mahomes. It's like hot. Like do you run it thirty percent of the time, fifty percent of the time? Just depends on how Mahomes is, I guess. I think it's going to come down to you know the first. And I said this the other day. I think the first fifteen, which are scripted, right? They're on a sheet and they they practice them all week long. This is how we're going to open the game. Yada yada yada. I bet if his first 15, I'll bet eight of them are runs because I think he'll want to give you a bunch of formations. Yeah, put a bunch of for, give you a bunch of formations early, bunch of motions early. I would be surprised if there's ever a play that Kansas City doesn't have a guy in motion or shifting or something to make the Eagles defense communicate. And I thought, you know, that's one of the strengths of that Kansas City offense. Now, you talk about Juju. Juju has been our, you know, he's been a WR1 in this league. Yeah. There's no question. He can do it. He's, the moment's not going to be too big for him. I'm still not sold on Scandling because I think he's an in, inconsistent catcher. Um, you know, beyond that, you know, they're going to have guys that are going to get open, and they're going to catch the football, and they're going to make plays. McKinnon's going to make plays. You know, Pacheco's going to run the football. I really like Pacheco. I've been calling him Pacheco, but I, I really like Pacheco. Yeah. I, I, I like the Chiefs' run game. I think you have like I, I appreciate the way that they've been able to find a different way of, of attacking the ball after the, after losing Tyreek last year. Mm-hmm. As a Broncos fan who's seen his team go to the Super Bowl and win it in a defensive sort of sla- slaughterhouse, you know, there hasn't been a defensive MVP since. Mm-hmm. If there was going to be one on Sunday, could it be Clark or Jones, or do you think it could be an Eagles player? Like, well, the, the Eagles have not. They, they had games, so many games where they had so many turnovers, and then it stopped, Jeff. And you know, it, it makes you think the last time, the last time the Eagles played, they played a a Niners team that couldn't stay on the field, mm-hmm. and it's been two weeks. That time is surely a factor here as well. Well, I think the the, the biggest thing with the time between the games is it gives their bodies a chance to heal and it gives the coaches a chance to prepare their team better. See, here's the thing that the fans need to understand. The game plan and most of the input of the game plan Hmm. is done at home in the week that you have after the championship round. And then they just really polish it here. There's not a lot of input that goes on. It's just too much, too many distractions here. But I, I think that what's going to be interesting to see, Michael, is... 
will Philadelphia respond, or how will they respond if Kansas City sticks a couple on them early? Because Kansas City has the ability to score, and if they let's say there's a blow ten or fourteen zero. If, if it's 10 or 14, it doesn't matter to me. It's what is the reaction out of the Eagles? Because the Eagles are, you know, it's like they're like the bully on the block, right? Yeah. And if they get punched in the nose, Say it uh, it'll be really interesting to see how they respond. You know, how Sirianni's going to respond. This is a big stage for a guy who's never been at it. I mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's been a head coach for three years, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the Super Bowl. Now, the big cheese, the big it, moment, man. It's yeah. I mean, this is the one that every coach dreams that they're going to get to. And Do you want to hear my crop answer? If they go down ten or fourteen, down. Yep. They got Jalen Hurts, and they've got that defense that'll come back into it. I get the whole, like, I get the whole storyline all week where it's like, oh, they haven't faced this adversity. It's the Super Bowl. How many games has, has this team won this season? How many games have the Eagles won by firing up points on the board? They have to. It, if they go down seven, never mind ten or fourteen, they have to find a way. They're going to have to find a way for the transfers at all points in this game. Well, yeah. I think, again, that's true. I mean, there's no question, right? I mean, that's true. you got to find a way. you got to come back and find a way. But it's going to be harder for them because now the advantage swings to Kansas City because if they can't run the ball, they have to run the ball, in my opinion, they have to run the ball 40 times in the game. 40. 40 times. 40 out of their six. They'll get 65 to six. They have a half-billion quarterback, Jeff, on the field. Who? Patrick Mahomes? No, I'm talking about Philadelphia. Oh, you're talking about the Eagles. Yeah. No, it's 7.14 in the morning. That's why I've just said that. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, you know, pillow talk here. Um, I, I, find that, I find it interesting. But like, I, mean, I, I had a conversation with my mate. We don't, Mark, we did, we did the Irish show. And he was talking about Boston Scott a lot. Mm-hmm. And he, he reckons Boston Scott scoring anytime could be a real, a real factor in this game. But you got, you got Gamewell, you got Sanders. I, I like... The potential of Jalen Hurts um, exceeding the record for rushing. I, I think I think that's a possibility. See, here here's the thing, right? From a X and O point, mm-hmm. right? Kansas City is a two linebacker defense. They're going to play four down, two linebackers, and a nickel, right? Yeah. And you know that's not that's not a great box to stop the run with. And then when you get Jalen Hurts involved in the run game. It, the numbers now, the advantage goes to Philadelphia, just they have more people, yeah. right? So I think it's going to be interesting to see what Spags comes up with to try and eliminate the run. Because when I talked to him the other night at, at the opening, we sat and talked for about 15 minutes, and I said, how important is it that you guys win on first down, that you get the Eagles into second and eight, second and ten, second and nine, second and seven, third and six and better and he looked at me and and kind of smiled he goes you know you coached a long time you know you know the deal and that's what they have to do because they got to make hurts beat them from the pocket right not with the ability to run it or throw it and all the other stuff that the rpo game gives him so i think that again is going to be the key philadelphia has to run the ball well and they have to run it a lot and they got to keep you know, because here's the spinoff benefit. We talk about the running, the running game. The running game controls the clock, controls the tempo of the game, and keeps the best player in football, in Patrick Mahomes, off the field. It's funny. I'm just texting our friend. We're going to this party tomorrow night. Do you know who I'm talking about? Ben. Oh, we're gonna have Ben a good Mortimer. Time. Yep, we're our man Ben Mortimer. Hey. We will be at Ben's. Phoebe's going as well. Yep. 
it's gonna, and be, it's gonna be, be a good night. I'm looking forward to it. As you say, it's good crack. Sure, sure last hurrah as well. Um, I'm going to miss you on TV on, on Sunday, man. I think it's, um, it's been great all week just having the crack. And it's funny because like, we text or whatever and we're emailing or whatever or FaceTime. So I'm sitting up there working with him and then you're suddenly going past like that. And then you were sitting yesterday morning and J-Bell walks past you. I can't. I need to stop calling him J-Bell, man. Like that's not like that needs to stop. Jason Bell walks past. She's all having the crack. It's very very surreal. Um, right, let's let's get our game picks in here. Right, um, I, I'm going to make this short and sweet, Jeff. Okay. You know, you, you know, I I, I don't want to take up too much of your time here. I have watched Patrick Mahomes play uh, mm. through the Denver Broncos fans' eyes for how many years now? This is his first Super Bowl. He's 27 years of age. This is a legacy Super Bowl for Patrick Mahomes. I don't care. If he's 30% fit, I don't care if he's 60% fit. I don't care. The guy can do it. He can make plays. I feel that, yes, the last Super Bowl he was in against the Bucks, there were issues. But we've, I think we've addressed them now. And I think he's going to have a lot of... I, I'm not too concerned about the amount of time he's going to have outside of the pocket. I think he's going to be able to get plays underway. Obviously, there's a situation where if he does go down or if he re-aggravates an injury, you could see a Chad Hennessy legacy drive, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. I can't cut out Mahomes. I'm taking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. It makes me sick saying it. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think the Chiefs win a, a classic, 38-21. Harrison Butker scores a winning field goal with three seconds to go. Big cheese, big Andy Reid gets his double-decker cheeseburger. Um, and, yeah, I, 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 it's very, very hard for me to root against Patrick Mahomes because he's just, he's just that good. I agree with everything you said, except do you realize that Patrick Mahomes in the, in the eight quarters of Super Bowl that he has played yeah. has one good quarter under his belt. He has been very average for the other seven quarters. So, <laughs> you know, he did not play well against San Francisco until the fourth quarter. And he didn't play well against the Bucks. Now, some of that was the fact that he was getting... He couldn't get any space at all, Jimber. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, I think he's going to face that same thing. Again, these guys can pass rush. The Eagles can pass rush. The Eagles should win the football game unless something goofy happens. Like goofy. They turn the ball over. They, you know, they outsmart themselves, whatever. And they let Mahomes back in it. But the Eagles are a better football team. They're a better roster. I give the coaching edge to Kansas City. But... Um, to me, I think uh, I think the Eagles should win the football game. And um, we had great fun last week. Yes, we did. did you enjoy it? Yes, we did. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Belfast and Dublin were fantastic, and we got to do it again. We got to go to Galway, Cork, Galway, Scotland. Yep, England. Scotland. We're coming. Are you going? When? What's the? Well, let's hook <laughs> it up. Let's hook it up because there's no reason we shouldn't. We ought to go to Wales. We ought to be all over the UK. You, you should have seen like. Um, the amount of texts I got last Saturday. Are you on the flight with Jeff to Phoenix? <laughs> but then you met Big Red on the flight. You met, you, you met Big Will Gavin because he texted me. He was delighted. Yeah. That, that flight was full of A-listers. Uh, Neil Reynolds doing his homework on, on the plane. I've seen there's photos of that going in some yeah. NFL WhatsApp groups. I was chatting with him yesterday. It's been, um, it's been a great week. You know, it's been very, very busy and very, very full on. But, you know, you don't want it to end. No, yeah, that, don't. That, that's, that's, that, that's the strange thing, man. Like, it's... Um, one can only imagine what it's going to be like in Vegas next year. Are you going to combine? I I think I'm going to combine, and I think I'm going to the draft, and I hope we cover the draft. Um, 
but we're going to do draft shows all the way up. We're going to have our man, our draft guy, our draft Spencer guru. Spencer Zimmerman. No, not Spencer. Big Spencer for him. He was the... We're going with... Ollie's going to be back in this show. Is that is that confirmed? Have, yes. you, have you hit him up? Yep. I haven't been chatting to Ollie in ages. That, that's awesome. Um, now, I do think... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a timeout in this because he's here and we can see his reaction. I might take next week off. I'm not going to lie, but we'll see. We'll see, yeah? I, um, I might do my four days of, of intense... Yeah, you know, rehab, like, like, you like, need like, to like go Aaron on Rogers a dark, darkness retreat like, <laughs> like, and take your wife with you, will you please? Man, it's her birthday on Sunday. And you're here. <laughs> but I bought her an air fryer, so she's going to be delighted. Now she's, she's oh not, my she's God, not I, I'm going to tell you something. You, you, you got to get away from me. I'm going to tell you that because <laughs> your, your life's starting to turn out like mine. And the next thing you know, it'll be, where's, where is she? Well, I'm very... Uh, <laughs> I'm very fortunate for her support, and if, if, if you're watching, happy birthday, hi. Good, big, big day on Sunday, but I'm very grateful for your support. I, I wouldn't be right you, man. Like, I mean, well, it's, it's, been, it's been a mad couple of years. Like, Michael, it's, it's so amazing that, you know, from the first time we met that, you know, I recognized, and I don't, I don't think I'm the Lone Ranger. I know I'm not the Lone Ranger at this. I recognize that you do a fantastic job, that you're passionate about what you do. You're not afraid of work, and, you know, you... You're a good dude. So you factor those three things together, you're going to go a long way in this industry. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm really proud that you and I get a chance to work together. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. I, right. um, I mean, we, we've now got this setup. We've got a camera on top of a paper bin that's been stolen from TalkSport, 4K camera. We've got a dodgy enough microphone that people can still hear us. And we're in Radio Rosa. I'm sure we can replicate this in some form in Vegas next year. Or um, who knows if it's in, in, in London or apparently... In, in Frankfurt? That's what I'm hearing. Oh, uh, so let's see. Um, highlight of the week? Um, this? <laughs> yeah, in, in, in a lot of ways it is. because, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. Highlight of the week for me is watching you. Um, Sweat? No, <laughs> not, not, no, I know. Not, you worked your tail off, but watching you be recognized for the talent that you have and seeing people you know come up to me and say you know ask about you and you know how you know you guys work together I said yep and you know they said all the positive things people are saying about you in this business and I think that you know obviously the people at Gridiron are really fortunate to have you and um if you ever walk, if you ever walk on this show, this show will close down in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you, you, thank, thanks very much. It was very, very kind comments. You can catch me on guard all weekend. I'm doing the, doing the show and like doing the, doing the show. I can't even talk. I'm doing social media all weekend, especially on Sunday. I'm wearing my, I'm wearing my county's GA jersey on Sunday in Super Bowl. It's gonna, it's gonna be great. Um, Somebody gave you a jersey. You got a South Dublin Panthers jersey last week, didn't you? Somebody yes, I gave did. it. So sh- shout out to him and shout out to that Eagles fan in the bar last week in Dublin. He was very. And uh, I am going to wear my Irish rugby shirt around Phoenix tomorrow. And oh, hold on, hold media. on. What time are you flying on Saturday? Uh, noon. Seven a.m. Ireland are playing in the Six Nations. Oh, we better get there. It's about, uh, it, It's literally two minutes from your hotel. The owner of the bar is Irish. He's given us free Guinness. I think you could go in. Don't even start with that. I think you could go in and leave at nine and head to the. I mean, I, this, I, you know what? We, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Well, look here. It's been a great season, and we'll. I'm taking next week off. If this guy wants to go on Periscope, we can. Uh, we'll be back the week after. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Starting off draft, I don't know how we're going to do it this year. If we're going to go like, <coughs> the big board, the one thing I will say publicly, I don't. I at the moment, I don't know if I have it in me for the people's draft <laughs> because the amount of WhatsApp videos I get is ridiculous. But I will try my best. Um, and we'll, we'll have a bit of crack because before you know it, it'll be the peak of the off season. Um, and that's when this sort of stuff comes alive. So hopefully Elon Musk can keep Twitter going for a while and we can keep banging on. But, but for now, man, uh, mahalo and thanks very much. Aye. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha, fans. Let's...